From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about what happens in your marriage when one of you feels like you can't do anything right and what you can do to change that situation. And this quote from Anonymous sums that up perfectly. It says, why can't they, meaning my spouse, see just how much I'm trying? And that's really at the heart of what we're going to be talking about on today's show. But we start each and every one extraordinary marriage show with a hug. And for those of you that are brand new, this is an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the one family, someone who's experiencing breakthrough or has had an aha moment. Mm -hmm. And this week's hug is sponsored by HelloFresh. And you can check them out at HelloFresh.com. And HelloFresh, HelloFresh makes your life easier. They're a meal kit delivery service that makes cooking more fun so that you can focus on the whole experience and not just the final plate. You know, for us, this turns into more time together in the kitchen. Right, we get to spread out all the ingredients and the recipes right there. Mm -hmm. And it's this time where, you know what, food and cooking and dinner time can sometimes be a frantic time in any family's household with kids coming in and out. And HelloFresh allowed us and allows us to just be together and just planning a meal together. Absolutely, and we loved, we had um, tried the honey mustard glazed chicken and the sizzling beef stir fry. And let me tell you, their, their recipes, they create new recipes every week with the step-by-step instructions that really are so easy that our middle schooler made dinner. Yep. Right, which any of you that have middle school or high school kids, that in and of itself, is a reason to check out HelloFresh, right? Because the meals are designed to take about 30 minutes so that anyone can put dinner on the table. HelloFresh offers fabulous summer meals. They've got breakfast options and it's all for less than $10 a meal. So for $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, go to hellofresh.com and enter promo code OEM30 when you subscribe. Now, this week's hug comes from an email that we received just this past week, which tied into last week's show on lube. Yep. Lube it up. Lube it up. And this uh, husband said, great podcast this week. You guys make talking about formerly untalkaboutable stuff, something, you know, and he mentions it was about lubrication, something you don't hear talked about in a healthy within the context of marriage way, much more comfortable. And we love getting hugs like that because that's, with this whole show that we've been doing for the last, I don't know, seven and a half, almost eight years now, that's, that's what we want to do. We want to make the stuff that you don't talk about the stuff that you do talk about. And so it's a lot of fun to get that hug and, and just to hear, you know what, when couples start talking about this shifts happen, right? Right. And that's so much about what this show is about. You know, Tony said it from the beginning, you know, we're going to talk about what happens in your marriage when one of you feels like you can't do anything right. And there have been a few emails that we've received recently. And this, when somebody can't do anything right, this is one of those topics that doesn't get talked about, right? It's hard to talk about this with your spouse. It's hard to say, I feel like I can't do anything right. And you know, one of the emails that we got said- Can I say something though, real quick before we go into this email, is both Elisa and I have been in this place. And, And recently even, with all that's happened in our lives, I mean, I just, 
throwing up the hands and just going, I can't do anything right. Mm -hmm. And I've been there myself. So when Elisa brought this to my attention this week that she wanted to cover this because she, we were getting some emails and she had heard from some clients of hers. I was like, yeah, let's, let's do it because I can hear this and I need to hear this just as much as I think any of us do. Um, because when we're in that place, it's not a great place to be in our marriage. Well, in the email that came in that said everything from how to mix peanut butter to how to make a bed and how to clean the dishes is criticized and ultimately wrong. Recently, my friend explained to me that he and his wife have been having little to no intimate relations going on for weeks to months at a time. And when they do, the wife uses comments such as disgusting or unappealing or uninteresting, which is really hurting. He continues to try to initiate from time to time and is met with the usual litany of excuses that many use. And, you know, another variation on that says, I just know that no matter what I say, my husband or wife is going to criticize me, tell me that's not the way it is, or just plain out tell me I'm wrong. I don't know how much longer I can take always being wrong or not being able to do anything right. Mm. And it's a place of helplessness. Absolutely. Helplessness and hopelessness. Yes. It's a place where where you live with, you know, the snippy comments or the rolling of the eyes or this place of fear of not being able to do or say anything because everything feels wrong because it's met with the criticism. It's met with the, the, you know, that big, that just negative sigh that you know when you hear it, that your spouse is ultimately frustrated once again. I also think of the glances Mm-hmm. the the shuns the body language that's what i feel most personally i feel the body language and that's what gets me at this place where i feel like i'm walking on eggshells or i can't do anything right in this moment and in this time and it's it's these cycles that are going on it's you know every conversation seems to dissolve either into anger or into silence depending on, you know, if we're dealing with volcanoes or icebergs here, right? Like how you respond to situations or you feel like you're doing the same things over and over again because you're not, you're not making any progress, right? Like, well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do things right, but I'm not. And so like, how do I shift that? Or you get to the point where you begin to wonder, you know, how did we get here? Are we ever going to be able to pull out of this place? And, you know, and so on one side of the marriage, you've got someone that's feeling, you know, perpetually angry or disappointed. And on the other side, there's someone feeling perpetually hurt or like they're having to walk on eggshells. And, and this cycle of resentment and rejection in your marriage is just, it's repeating itself. And it's weighing on you. Oh, sure. The heaviness, the, it's almost as if there is a concrete block sitting on your chest or on your entire body and you cannot move. And I can describe that again because I've been there mm-hmm. and I have felt that feeling of nothing I say, nothing I'm trying, nothing I'm doing is going to make a difference. And for those of you that are longtime listeners of the show, you know that when Tony starts to feel a lot of emotions, his hands get sweaty and he starts like flexing his palms, like opening and closing his hands. Mm -hmm. And I want you to know this, this topic is so real to us that as I stand across from him behind the microphones right now, because we do stand when we podcast, just Mm -hmm. a little visual for you guys. um, He's flexing his hands. He's trying to cool them off because this one carries so much emotional weight because Mm -hmm. we've been in this place as recently as this past week. Mm Mm-hmm. And and it's those feelings of resentment and rejection that I know that they're, they're tough. I mean, especially when it's cyclical, when it, when it's continuously happening, 
that's the tougher part. We we go through, Elise and I will deal with these. They're not on cycles. It, it's something comes up. There's a stressful situation. We deal uh, with them. And we even had a discussion this morning during our coffee break about this and going, okay, what is going to happen? But I know that feeling of rejection and the that no matter what you do, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that cycle... Um, And the reason I bring up the word cycle and any of you that are my coaching clients, you know that this is like one of my most favorite words because most couples that are being challenged in their marriage are being challenged because they're repeating cycles, right? And so when you have this cycle of resentment and rejection, it's because there have been hurts that haven't been dealt with. So they keep coming back up over and over again because you think you've ignored them or you think you've, you know, put them to bed. And so you're just really ignoring them. And then the moment something disappoints you or hurts you, guess what? You're thinking about it again. And here's for me. And, and Lisa brings this up, and we didn't talk about this today, but you bring that up, and I'm still dealing with the loss of my dad. And it's it, it hurts. And I haven't fully mm-hmm. taken care of myself in that pain and that hurt. Um, you know, you try to shove it aside and think that it won't hurt you. And then we're going through this show, and I, you know, We've talked about it. We know what we're talking about. And and just now it just, she says that and it just hits me. It's like, yep, I got to, I got to go see my counselor and, and get in there and discuss this with the bereavement counselor. Mm-hmm. And, and that came up in our conversation when I, mm-hmm. you know, flat out told you, I'm like, you haven't dealt with stuff. Right. Right. And you are actually able to hear it, but you know, this really came to a head when I had a coaching call um, recently with a couple who's just very angry at each other and, and on both sides there are circumstances where one spouse or the other felt like he or she couldn't do anything right. And, and they've been married for a long time. And so the cycle has been repeating itself. And so I, I interrupted this coaching call, right? Cause they were just sniffing at each other. And I said, you know, tell me about what things were like when you first started dating. And they actually paused and just like looked at me and I do everything video conferencing. So it's this noticeable, like stop. And it had been so long since they'd actually stopped to remember how they fell in love that they actually had to pause as they started to remember. And then all of a sudden Mm. a smile came, like they'd been griping at each other. And all of a sudden a smile came because here's the thing. When the two of you are griping at each other, when you, when you can't seem to do anything right and you're in this perpetual cycle, like those moments of pain, of disappointment, of being hurt, they get seared into our memory banks. And a lot of times we're in our marriages, I would say we're constantly looking at what's happening internally mm-hmm. in the sense. And when I say internally, I'm saying what's happening between you and your spouse, right? And yet there are there those external situations, external environments that you may be in that have caused the pain. Mm-hmm. Just as you guys just heard me moments ago dealing with my dad and I, and I'm just, I, and I'm shaking up right now because it's really hitting me a little bit right now because I have been shoving it aside mm-hmm. and this is, this is hitting home. So it may not even be anything with your spouse right now that is really causing this. So just think about that though, because we do tend to look at it as just internal, just it's my spouse. This has happened, but what's going on over at the work? What's happened with the kids? What's happening with the parents, with other situations, maybe other great friendships that you had. Maybe you got a good best friend that you haven't heard from in a while and you're wondering what happened there. 
Well, and I even shared, so where this is kind of bubbling to the surface when Tony and I had our coffee break, um, one of the questions on there is how am I doing as a husband or a wife and, Mm -hmm. you know, any recent frustrations. And I made, you know, I made a point to tell Tony that for whatever reason, his relationship with our daughter has just been a little more trigger happy lately. She knows how to push his buttons and he has been like a zero to 60 a lot faster. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, she, she is who she is and she's working on that. She actually had a great argument with her father this weekend, brought up some really valid points. Uh, but, but because I can see from the outside what this is looking like, I'm like, you got some stuff you got to deal with, dude, because mm-hmm. she's setting you off and you're the adult. Right. And so that's, that's another relationship where you can see where the stuffing or I can't, like, she feels like she can't do anything right. Mm-hmm. You know? And so you start to see how this, this mindset really impacts a lot of relationships because when pain builds up and hurts build up and they're never dealt with, they create an environment in your relationships. And obviously we're specifically talking about marriage, but I bring in that instance with our daughter, just because that was really kind of, I think what is bringing all this to the surface today is that everything gets filtered through this lens of pain. And, and you, you get to this point where you're like, it's easier to reject you. It's easier to be angry at you than to be vulnerable and say, this is what I'm dealing with. You know, it becomes easier folks. Like when you, you're on the receiving end of the rejection, whatnot, it's because it's easier for your spouse to hurt you than it is to admit for them to admit that they've been hurt. Right. It, they can just, you know, it's the, the whole thing of hurting people, hurt people. Well, there's a lot of truth to that because they haven't dealt with what's gone inside. And, and when you, if you're the one that hurts or has been, you know, pushing people away and, and making it creating an environment where your spouse can't do anything right. Know that we understand. Right. Be, but here's the thing. Creating a cycle of rejection in your marriage is not going to bring the two of you closer. It's not going to create the outcome that you want. Like you're not going to suddenly have your spouse do everything right because you've created an environment where they can't do anything right. Mm-hmm. Right. You're, you're going to get to a point if you're the one that's responsible for this environment that your spouse is going to stop trying. They're going to stop trying to do things right. They're going to withdraw. And eventually they're going to come to a place where they say in either like flat out in words or in their actions, why try? And we've seen this many, many a times. People emailing us, you know, two, 3,000 word emails, honestly, sharing what's been going on in their life and in their marriage over the last year, two years, five years, whatever it may be. And at the end is typically... I'm at the end. Mm-hmm. Why am I even doing this anymore? Can you shed any light on what I could do? And so we see these emails mm-hmm. and we know even from our own marriage that if you're going to be that way, you're going to have a day where you're going to walk into your home and maybe not see them anymore. Well, and, and it's, you know, they're going to withdraw and then you're going to feel like, well, that validates your point that they can't do anything right. Right. Because they're just not holding up there into the bargain. And my question to you, if you're the one creating this environment, is would you keep trying if you were always wrong? You know, if everything that you did was criticized, would you keep putting forth an effort? If you never received anything positive from your spouse, why would you try? Would you try? And I have to say the answer is probably no. No. Why? What for? You know, the cycle of fear and rejection is it's building and compounding with unforgiveness and resentment. And, and that's not a marriage guys. I got to be real clear with you. 
That's not a marriage that anyone wants long-term. So we have to create an interruption to the cycle that you guys are in. We have to create a change in the atmosphere and a break from the past. And you know, before we share how to do that, I want to remind you that to get $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, just go to HelloFresh.com and enter promo code OEM30 when you subscribe. Because honestly, when you're dealing with all this in your marriage, you've got enough to worry about. You don't need to worry about what the two of you are going to have for dinner that night. Let HelloFresh make that easy for you so that you can get back to really tackling the bigger issues mm-hmm. in your marriage. And, yeah. you know, as I'm saying this, it's time to break this cycle. Because it's holding your marriage hostage. And the cycle, meaning you can't seem to do anything right. And for the spouse who's always pointing to that spouse, how do you break that cycle as well? Because it's there, there's two people here, right? There's one going, hey, you can't do anything right. And the other person, the other spouse going, I, I just feel like I can't do anything right. And I'm walking around him or her like it's eggshells all the time. And Absolutely. I just don't even want to say anything anymore. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because the fact of the matter is, is that there are two people in every marriage, which means two people have a role in creating the situation and two people have a role in changing the situation, right? It's not all up to him and it's not all up to her. So you all can put away your pointer fingers that are pointing at your spouse and say, you know what? It's not a hundred percent them. Like say it out loud if you have to. It's not 100% his or her fault. It's amazing what will happen when you start to think, oh, well, if it's not 100% her fault or his fault and I'm the other person in this relationship, that must mean that I have some responsibility. And, you know, the first thing that I want to encourage each one of you to do this week, and it's exactly what that couple um, I was telling you about with the coaching call did. Well, I forced them to do it, but I'm going to encourage each one of you to do it. And it's, you know, spend some time this week remembering your courtship right? What things were like before. And I don't know what your before is, Mm -hmm. but we each have a before. We know before things went south, before we started arguing like this, before we stopped having sex, before we, whatever. Go back to the way things were before. Write down. This is a powerful exercise, guys. Write down why you fell in love with your spouse. Write down the dreams that you had for your marriage. Because each one of us, we have our own love stories. Right. There was, there was that moment and I, I know we'll do it on another podcast, you know, for Tony and I, there was the moment we knew, mm-hmm. right. There was the proposal. There was the long, just you know, all of these things. That's our story. You have yours and you've got to remember it because there's magic in looking at the past and where that was. And yet you don't get to live in the past, right? We, we've got to handle things and we've got to break things in the here and now. Right. So I, I want to address both sides of the equation. Right. So if you're the spouse who's always angry, who looks at your spouse as if they can't do anything right, I'm going to ask you a question and I hope that you'll take some time to answer it this week. What is this attitude that you're bringing into your marriage? What is it costing you? Because what you're bringing in, in terms of your emotional inner energy, in terms of the words that you say, there's a cost. Now this cost can be from an actual financial cost. Sure. Like this could actually be dollar cost. It also can be uh, a cost from a health standpoint. Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, but maybe over time has your blood pressure risen? Depression. Depression. 
medical expenses possibly because of this, Mm -hmm. physical ailments because of this. You know, there's a number of things that, that go towards what is this costing me? Is it costing you sleep? Is it costing you those mornings when you do want to be able to get up and, and have a quiet time? You know, because now you can't. You, you feel like there's no way you could ever do that. Right. So there's more than just a financial cost here. Well, and, and are you happy with the person that you've become? Right? Because most of the people that I know, like especially my coaching clients, when we really dig into this, and they're the ones who's, who tend to be the always angry because their spouse can't do anything right. If I ask them the question, are you happy like this? No. I, I, yeah, well, like it gets a little harsh. Uh, that's okay. Cause I can take it. Um, no, I'm not happy. I want to be like I was before. So even, e- even being in this perpetual state of anger, isn't something that you really enjoy, but you've got to be aware of that before you can make a change. Right. And, and is all of that negativity, the cost, the, the, you know, personality change that you feel is your attitude, is your behavior worth that cost? Right. And if so, you know, you need to, you need to start practicing forgiveness, right? Because on the other side, you know, the one who is walking on eggshells, who can't seem to do anything right, you need to, you need to create a support group or support network. I don't want to say group, a support network, because sometimes it's a matter of having perspective that what you're doing isn't, isn't all wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. But when you hear that all the time, sometimes like I had, um, I was working with a couple and the husband was in this place, right? Can't do anything right. Can't do anything right. Can't do anything right. And, and he's telling me what he's doing. And I'm like, dude, what's up with that? Like, that's amazing. And so I get on, on a strategy, do an individual session with the wife. And I'm like, so what's the deal? Cause he like, and all of a sudden he had a perspective of, Okay, I need a few more strategies, right? We put mm-hmm. some checks and balances in for him, but he needed the reassurance that what he was doing was not all wrong. And so we were able to do that through coaching and through, you know, some of the men that he know that knows that was able to like, just speak life into his marriage. But then I have a session with the wife, and I'm like, basically, girlfriend, what the heck is going on here? Because you've got a pretty amazing husband. And what we came to realize in working one-on-one was that there was this huge root of unforgiveness in the marriage. So the cycle of rejection and resentment kept going on and on and on because forgiveness had not been brought into the marriage. It got lip service, mm-hmm. but it wasn't actually forgiveness, right? And, and I shared this with some folks last week um, during a few coaching calls. It's interesting how things come up over and over again. But when I wrote Call to Love, which was our most recent book that came out earlier this year, and we'll put a link to it in the show notes, um, day 21 is... Jesus on the cross. And it's when he's hanging there, he's got the, the two criminals on either side of him and, and he's been tortured and abused. I mean, we all kind of know the story. doesn't matter who you are. Most people know that story. Uh, but he looks down and he says, father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And as I was sharing with my coaching clients, and this is so true when you've got this spirit of, of rejection and resentment and your spouse can't do anything right. I just want you to think about this. If Jesus could look at all of us and understand that we don't always grasp the full implications of our decisions, then why do we as humans hold one another to a higher standard? Right? Like, like that's just something you need to think about. Jesus, like beaten and abused, hanging on a cross, nails through his hands, asks for forgiveness. 
right? Like, no. <laughs> I'm thinking there are a lot of reasons for him not to ask for forgiveness, but he still did. And he still gave forgiveness in that space. And that's a model, right? Because the longer you hold on to this root of unforgiveness, and some of you, I'm telling you, some of you may just have to say every single time that flares up, I forgive my spouse. Some of you are going to need to take it to the next level because just like this wife, when I called her out on it, and she's like, ooh, I need to work through some stuff. And I'm like, yes, yes, we do. You, you know, we worked through that as, you know, in a coaching relationship, right? Where we got really serious about going, okay, what do you need to forgive for? What do you need to forgive? You know, what is it that you're holding on to that you're allowing to poison your marriage and let your husband or your wife, it doesn't matter what your situation is, walk around thinking they can't do anything right. And a lot of it is what's getting put into your mind. What are you reading? What are you listening to? What are you watching? All of that. What are your friends saying? What are your friends saying? All that starts to change your mindset on what, on what you should be doing, Mm -hmm. right? They're little voices that will, you know, I always think of the, it's the Tom and Jerry, uh-huh. right? Yeah, with the angel on one side and the devil on the other. Right. And they're talking, right? Like, do this, do this, don't do this, do this, do this, don't do that, whatever it may be. So it may be time right now for you to honestly pick up Called to Love and go, okay, I need to set my mind right right now. And, and this is a 40-day devotional. You can check it out at calltolovebook.com and you can do it yourself or maybe one of those things that you and your spouse are able to do it together. We have many a couples who do, who've gone through trials, who are going through trials. They'll pick up this book and the shifts begin to happen because you're there together reading those words and you're hearing them and you're able to digest them together. Some days are going to be better than others. And yet you continue to do that because that's where change begins to happen in both of your hearts. And again, if you want to dive into more with what Elisa's talking about, you know, go to calltolovebook.com, pick up your copy. Absolutely. Because here's the thing, guys, sometimes, sometimes you can read a book and it'll make that shift for you, right? You'll read the right thing or, I mean, we know because you guys are sharing this show with your friends everywhere, something on a show, you know, just hits your heart and you share it with your friend and you're, you're changing marriages that way. And some of you need, you know, you need the accountability, right? You need that third party to say, okay, you know what, Elisa, call me to task, right? Just like Tony did in our conversation, you know, earlier today when, when I said, here's the deal, dude, I don't think you've dealt with this. And he was able to accept it, right? Some of you may need a coach to actually be the one to do that so that you aren't saying that to your spouse and causing all kinds of fireworks. I get it. Mm -hmm. If you think that you're at a point in time in your marriage where you need coaching, the answer is you need coaching. Like, I'm just going to tell you, if if there's even something in your head today that's been like, that might be us. The answer is yes. So go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching and you can learn more about coaching with me and just to start getting your life on this breakthrough, like not just breakthrough, but break free of these cycles. Because here's the thing, you need to stop just going through the motions of, well, that irritates me or I'm scared. I can't say anything or, oh, I'm going to roll my eyes now or, well, I'm just not going to say anything anymore because everything I say is wrong. And you need to say, what do I want? my marriage to look and feel like, what is my vision for this relationship? Right? You need to, you owe yourself. I'm not even talking about owing your spouse this. You owe yourself half an hour this week to answer that question and and to really say, okay, you know what? If we were doing well, if we were both healthy, and by healthy, I don't mean just the physical health, but I mean mean emotionally healthy in the marriage. Uh 
What would that look like? What would that feel like? And then what's my next step to get there? Because neither one of you should be living in a marriage where this is the perpetual cycle. We need to break that. You were designed and your marriage was designed for so much more. You're, you're like hitting a glass ceiling being stuck in this place. And, and just, just take a minute. Actually, I want you to take about 30 this week. So don't just take a minute. No, yeah. no short circuiting this. Take about 30 minutes this week. And if you need more, take more. And just allow yourself to dream again of what you were thinking back on the day that you said, I do. Don't get caught up in all the junk in between. But say, here I am today. If we were healthy, what would our marriage look like? And what's the first step that I need to take to get there? Yeah. You know, sometimes we do need to just stop and go, what can I do today? And I don't think we do it often enough. I know I don't. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here listening to this show as, as we're going through it and just going, yep, yep, yep. These are all things I need to do today because we're not perfect. Um, two people here behind the microphones, you know what? We're human. We screw things up. We learn along the way. And today was one of those shows where it was a blessing to me to be behind this microphone receiving it. And I hope you guys did too, because our goal here at One Extraordinary Marriage is to really take you to the place where your marriage is extraordinary. And it doesn't matter where you may be right now. We know where you can be if you are willing to take action and are intentional in your marriage. So this week, do what Elisa said. Take 30 minutes. Take 30 minutes. What does it, what does it cost you to get some paper, a journal, in 30 minutes? Go grab your tea. Go grab your cup of coffee or espresso and just write it down and get real with yourself. When was the last time you cried? When was the last time you shed tears for your spouse? When was the last time you shed tears for something that you haven't thought about forever, but it's holding you back and it's causing you to be in this place where you feel like you can't do anything right? Let it go. Let it go. Maybe there needs to be a sheet of paper where all the items you need to just say, I'm done with it. I'm done. This doesn't need to be who I am anymore. This doesn't need to be who I want to be in my marriage anymore. Write them down. Start a nice little fire in your fire pit crumple that paper and throw it in there and let your spouse know that as well. We love you guys. And we really hope that this message today hits you in a place where you're not going to just sit here and listen to it. We hope that this message today got a fire under you to go, I'm going to make some change because we got four months left before the new year. And there's a lot of things that we can still do now to make change happen in our lives, and in our marriage. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week, and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.